Welcome to another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. else is, is pushed down and we just don't know it um but i'm interested in what they say about the cryptocurrency because to me i think that that's a big fucking scam that's the first episode it's the first episode <laughs> yeah it's uh and are they it, talking it, about it's a scam well uh-huh. the way i the way i put it is like it's a there's different c- cryptocurrencies right so i compare mm-hmm. it to religion just pick one and put your entire uh, life into it and then see what happens. That's what it is. Wow. Wow. Yeah. If, you, if you compare that to religion, I'm going to hell already. <laughs> yep. No way, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and dead ass. Yeah. Let's pick yeah. one. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I've been aware of cryptocurrency for a long time because I have some friends who, who actually built computers specifically to, to mine for Bitcoin. This is before you could just buy it off of the internet. You had to actually set up a computer to digitally mine it in order to, to have that money and um i had a buddy of mine who's like yeah I, I i built these four different computers and i have them all linked together to to you know to do all this uh bit mining you know I'm like okay and then it, it was in the last two or three years it's been like all over the fucking internet and you can actually buy bitcoin through paypal or cash app you know and and the new one is Doge. And yeah, I heard that. The only reason why you even know about Doge is because a friend of mine again bought into it, and then of course you know Elon Musk wouldn't shut up about it on on SNL. But uh, so yeah, exactly. It's all like you know religion. Like the Doge is a new religion that everyone took belief in, it's, and then it just went down afterwards. Because yeah, because if everyone just forgets about cryptocurrency, it's gone. It doesn't matter anymore. That's the whole the whole thing. But uh. You know, that's just me. I don't know. I'm not touching that right now. Not yet. Or ever. I don't know. We'll see. And uh, a lot of anime. I watched a lot of anime. And, uh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, lo- I love. Uh, so what, what is your favorite anime there, Kevin? I just finished Castlevania season four. Is that really that was... anime, though? Because isn't that made here in the States? It doesn't. <sighs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know how you. Want Transylvania. To... Yeah, we were watching. I watched some of that. Romeo watches a lot of that stuff. So I was watching through proxy as I was getting ready to go somewhere, and I could hear it in the background. But I, the one that he did, there's one. It's, it's a superhero one. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Invincible. It was. Yes, where the, at the very first episode where, you know the, the, um, captain. What, what the character was. Omni Man. Yeah, it killed yeah, all the, the wine the white suit killed everyone. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, was yeah, brutal. Yeah. yeah that was but brutal. If you re- but if you read the comics, I'm I'm one of these people, whatever. If you read the comics, they don't actually show that until like the sixth issue or something. I don't know why they put it in the beginning of the show, but I guess that really pulled people in, right? To watch it the rest pulled of me the in. Right. Pulled me in. I, was, I was watching that show, I was like, man, this is this is like the animated version of the boys. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. You know, it was and it was like, I was like, oh, and then, and then I quickly figured out this is way, way more violent than the boys. <laughs> uh, uh, did you read? Did you read the comics, the boys? No, no, I haven't read the comics. I just the comics. The, show. the comic is way better than the show. Believe it or well, not. Well, yeah, I mean the source material. They took, material out, is they took out a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, this yeah, the source material is always better. Here's Don't get me bit... started, goddamn it! But yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're one of those we are nerds. Really nerdy here. Yeah, Kevin, <laughs> we're kind of nerdy here too. So, so you know, so we're gonna have this like nerd off about. Did you read the original? T- yeah. I was listening to an episode. Resident of the... Evil Eight was garbage. No, whatever. <laughs> the, I was listening to an episode of the ID10T podcast where he was interviewing uh, um, Robert Kirkman, the creator of Invincible. And uh, he actually at the Walking Dead. Yes, at the Walking Dead. Yes, yes. He's really known for the Walking Dead, but he's he's now working on this show. And in fact, all the all the voice actors for all these superheroes that died were people who have been on the Walking Dead. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like the main character is actually played by the guy who who was Glenn on the Walking Dead. 
Glenn. That's the Asian guy, right? Yeah, Stephen yeah, Young. Stephen Young. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. The Academy Award uh, nominated actor, Stephen Young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I was back when the show that show first came out. I had a I had a co-host on my podcast, and he was he was ranting about how. Why is it every time they put a young Asian actor on TV, they make him look like fucking short round from Indiana Jones? He's wearing like yeah. the, wearing the baseball cap and the white, you know, the the the. That's the American uniform, yeah. You know, so they can start assimilating to you know this this country, right? That's the problem, you know. But uh, now that the yeah, Invincible that was one of those shows. Like initially, I was like, okay, this is. This looks like it's a, a carbon copy, and then I started wa- really getting into it, and then uh, it gets even more violent a few episodes in, Marianne, and that was not the most violent part of the show. It gets yep. way more violent later on. Way more? That was yes. already, like, I know that he, sh- I saw one of the kind of left. So Romeo has this, uh, he's he's a TV addict. I, I think that, that that's safe to say. He's, he's a TV addict. Yeah. Uh, when you walk in the door, the first thing he does is grab the remote and he turns on the team like, <laughs> this man has literally he's literally i've been sitting on the couch watching tv back when i used to be able to do this months and months months ago he walked in the room grabbed the remote and changed the channel i'm like what the fuck and he goes oh what you were watching that? <laughs> like, no did you fuck is it yes i've been here for an hour and a half watching this show i got 10 minutes left of this movie and you want me to change the channel you didn't even know i was here that is so fucked up. Yeah. I mean, my problem that, but, is that I, yeah, I multitask a lot. So if I'm watching something, I'm usually cooking or cleaning, so I can get right, more things me too. done. Right, so exactly. I don't feel like me a piece too. of shit sitting right? down the whole time. You no, know? right. So <laughs> I, I'll be, I'll be preparing a meal, and I'll have TV going, or I have like I really want to watch this, so I've got something. You know, I'm going, I'm paying attention to it, but I'm also cleaning. I'm doing other things. I can multitask like that. Not him. So if he can, but I I wasn't even multitasking at that time. I literally was sitting my ass on the couch watching TV in the man cave back when we had the man cave at the uh, in Bremerton, and he he watched it from working to the remote channel. I'm like, <laughs> so that's how it's gonna be, huh? So he does this thing where if I when we first come in, I usually I'm putting stuff away, I'm doing something, I you know, I'm, he sits down, he turns on, and he starts watching shit like the. Invisibles, or he starts watching all these different things in the background while I'm doing other things, and then waits for me to come and join me. He'll change the channel, and so a lot of times through proxy, I'll catch some of these different shows, not because I'm I'm interested in watching it. I'm not. I saw some violent, gory stuff on there, and I'm like, this, this, no, I'm not interested. Like, uh, I'm like, give me Raya the Latin, the give me some of those kind of cartoons. I will watch those all day long. But some of these other ones, I'm just, it's not not my yeah, cup man. of tea at all no it's a uh, lot a lot of blood and guts i think kevin i'm assuming you watched the entire series uh yeah yeah i i have the uh, was it the last I have episode it on my phone. Where, was it on the last episode where uh omni-man and and invincible like had that huge fight Spoiler where alert. he was all bloody yeah yeah alert. yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna give away too much information. There was there was a huge fight oh, though. Yeah. Ma- Marianne, you're not gonna watch it anyway. It's fine. You know? Oh no, but I, I'm saying that we might actually have people who might listen to us that might watch. The oh, comic yes. came out. The comic came out in 2003. If you get spoiled right now, I don't care. You you've had time. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's also it's also been a couple weeks since that episode aired too. So people who are into the show are probably already watching it or have already yeah, it was already memed and everything Wait, you know but like so. the scene before his dad escaped earth instead of killing him you know yeah oh. <laughs> and if you guys want i can if you guys want i can spoil season two season three i know it's that no i wouldn't say you know exactly because they did the same thing yeah, with they'll change it yeah 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 they'll change they, it but they, they, i can summarize gonna, it whatever they're not gonna they're not gonna do exactly the same it was in the source material on the show I mean, no. Kirkman is known yeah. for doing that. He actually killed off people that weren't supposed to die for seasons later on. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like the, some people are mad that uh, his girlfriend in the show is black. She's supposed to be a ginger from the comic, you know? Um, like, I don't, yeah. I don't care, man. As long as you know, it's ginger. Oh, no. like, 
Ginger, black, the hate is the same. (laughs) (laughs) Is it, though? Is it? (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, Okay, all lives matter. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of gingers, um, when I first started dating my my ex girlfriend, she was she told me she was going to this this uh, to see this documentary in the theater. It was about what I heard was gender equality, but she said gender equality, and she mm. let me believe <laughs> gender equality for two weeks. And I ranted for ten minutes about what the fuck do they need to have equality for? They're already fucking white. They just have paler skin. We need stronger sunblock. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm I'm half ginger myself, sir. So I'm yeah, I'm yeah. She yeah. let me believe that it was yeah, gender for two ginger. weeks, and then when she finally told me oh, no, it was gender equality. He's like, oh, why didn't you tell me it was gender equality? He's like, because it was funny watching you rant about gender equality. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'd probably let you rant. Yeah, that's hilarious. But uh, so um, oh, oh. I, I was gonna. Well, go ahead. Uh, the oh. other thing, I don't know if you guys have seen this or not, but there is a new version of the Wonder Years coming out, and it has yeah, it's going to be it's going to be, uh, it's gonna be a black family in the '60s, and the the voiceover is going to be Don Cheadle. Oh, I can get behind that. I like the way he sounds. Don Which Cheadle. means that what? Oh, okay, what? I'm trying to remember what else he's been on because I I'm, this the name uh, Don Cheadle. He, he was well. <laughs> you, you would you would know him best from the MCU as Rhodey. Yeah. Hold on a second. I got this. Uh... Hotel... <laughs> Hold on. Hotel Rwanda. <laughs> Stop me if you've ever heard of him. Hotel Rwanda. He was in Ro- He was in Rosewood. He is a Never war machine. He's in War Machine and in like the Captain America nah. movies. Um, the Black Iron Man. The Black Iron Man. He's the black guy in that in that <laughs> right <laughs> up until up until Chadwick Boseman uh, kind of took you know, over. You know Chris yeah. Rock's cousin? You know Chris Rock's cousin? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's the black Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Don Cheadle is like I want to say like as far as like the best African American actor like of today, he's definitely top five. Like, he was in the yeah. Ocean movies, right? He was in the Ocean movies. As yeah, he was. Yes, a he was. Black guy. Yes, he was. Yeah, the French guy or whatever. Okay, you know what? Fuck that. Shame on me for not even bringing that up first. He was the guy. Right? That, he, he was the black guy that wasn't Bernie Mac. <laughs> 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 That's who he was. That's who he was in Ocean's okay. Eleven, yeah. Twelve, and Thirteen. And Bernie mm-hmm. Mac basically, Bernie Mac was basically playing Romeo in those movies. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Bernie Mac was playing your Romeo. Ah, what does, he was, what does he that was, mean? He he was, Except, he was he was a card dealer at a, at a casino. My, the, minus, my, minus, my minus my fiance is a, a, he's a casino card dealer. Actually, he's kind of a Florida, but he's also he does stand up. But he's he's also black. He's a very big black man. Minus the yeah. minus the. Minus the criminal record, yeah, Bernie Mac was definitely Romeo. Without the criminal yeah. record, yeah. Wait, wait who doesn't yeah. have the criminal record? I don't. Romeo. Okay. Romeo has. He's her fiance. Her fiance. Squeaky clean. Yeah. No, the other one was right. Do your right hand. Point with your right hand. That's your left hand. Your other yeah. right. She's. She's. I see her under me. I see what her I'm looking, What I'm looking at is you this way. But I, if you, for me, it was, okay, it's the other direction. So we're all kind of, yeah. Cousin Todd's under me. You're to the left of me, and Kevin is under you. On my screen, so anyways, it's doesn't matter. Kevin, Jamal's over here. <laughs> Kevin's down here, and Marianne's first, over there. First, first of all, Kevin, um, I, I could tell you had nothing to do because you're here with us right now. <laughs> right. Like, no, I'm, I'm moving, so I'm just moving stuff around. So yeah, I've been yeah. yeah almost. Are you? Did you, are you where? Where are you moving? Uh, I'm in Astoria, Queens, right now. I'm moving to Rockland County. It's a little upstate. Oh. Why? Uh, uh, we we bought a house. You know, it's time to. Oh, you know, okay. oh. congratulations! I'm, uh, Whoa, I'm, uh, excuse excuse yeah, me, yeah, Mr. Comedy Man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, comedy comedy doesn't pay the bills. I do it for fun, right? But you know, <laughs> I, have, I have a life besides that, sir. You know, right? I, I I did not know that. I've seen I think, these guys. I think I might have to stick to that. Right? Listening to me, 
these guys have been listening to me. I, I was actually, I missed, I think I missed the last time you were on with us too, but I, I, they've been listening to me. Like, so, 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 so basically what Marianne is saying. I'm remodeling my house, selling it, inviting a new one. Marianne hasn't been on the show in like 16 weeks. And um, <laughs> we've been, we've been, we've been holding the fort down for her. And this is her first time back. So we're so happy that she's here. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> happy I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. It, oh, by the way, I, um, I uh, just kind of let you guys know, and I'll, I'll fill you guys in after, after show, but I just put in an offer on a house yesterday. I, I'm sorry. I, I put in an offer on a property yesterday. Yay! So I'm waiting, huh? Where, where's the prop? Where's the property at? It is. Um, it's in Tacoma. It, it, the address is Tacoma, but it's actually it feels more like Puyallup. But um, okay. when I, I say no it's a property, I have no yeah, idea in, in you would It's in Washington <laughs> State. But um, when I say it's, it's, it's property, it, it's what Rockland County is here because no one knows what the fuck Rockland County is. <laughs> Same right. with Puyallup. I just found out about it when we got the house. I have no idea what Rockland is. Like, you know? so, <laughs> so, you, it, so you're saying it's outside of New York City? What? No, that's, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty right. much. So, well, um, how, how crazy was it for you, Kevin, to get... I'm just curious how hard... Because I know like our our real estate market in Washington state on the, you know, on the coast here is absolutely freaking insane. Like the value of my house that I'm remodeling right now in the last two months has gone up $50,000, the value of the property. Holy shit. The house. And, so, and you estimate how yeah. much the total is without, you know, uh, if you don't want to reveal the real price. Oh no, wanna... no. So, so my house, house i was initially uh and I, I just put a fifty thousand dollar remodel into it right so and, and it's been a very i mean when i say a remodel i'm saying a brand new roof uh brand new carpets brand new laminate hardwood floors brand new quartz countertop brand new uh carpet brand new um doors brand new garage roll-up doors uh re landscape i mean like jamal you wouldn't even recognize the house at all i will i'll, I'll share pictures on online you will not even recognize the house at all uh, it's got beauty park in there, some flowers in the front, like landscaping. It is amazing. It's a uh, brand new paint inside and out. It's a beautiful, like gray, blue, smoke blue color on the outside with uh, extra white trimming. And so when I put it, when I initially was doing all the work, I figured that I was going to put it on the market for probably about, I was thinking about three, uh, I was probably going to go about 375, three. 85 390 that exists hoping to get the four hundred thousand, and it's actually and it's a three bedroom two bath two car garage on a quarter acre and so um i'm now the because where we're at with that the comps i'm going to be putting it on the market for four hundred fifty thousand next weekend and i will oh, probably wow. get close to 500 if i don't get 500 or more with the bidding war but that's just the way the bidding wars are right now is that um, most houses are going for about twenty to thirty thousand over asking yeah. price. You so, should have gone so. earlier. Earlier, when COVID started, the COVID discounts were amazing. That's all I'm gonna say. So if you had a if you had a chance to buy a house <laughs> during COVID, that was the, that was the time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but not to sell a house. Not to sell a house. So the property no, no, yeah, that I'm yeah. getting though. Yeah, because around here, a lot of old people want to sell the house so they can move right. to Florida or somewhere and they can die so, in there, right? They want to move to Florida so they don't have to wear masks. Yeah, that's So a, the property that we just put an offer in on, and I'm crossing my fingers and toes, and I say property because it's kind of like a, a you, you open up the gate. It's a big wrought iron gate that opens up. Ooh, you drive land? up past the dog, past the dog park, Past your own dog park, and there's kind of a, a little bit of a park dog on the park. left, and then there's a one-car garage and a two-bedroom, one-bath house on the right, and then there's a two-car garage, and then there's a waterfall, then there's a glass blowing the a glass blowing building, and then there's the main house, which is three bedrooms, two baths, and then a koi pond with a, a wow a walkover, and then there's a creek in the back. 
So you're, so you're, when I say it's a property, I'm saying it's a property. We're buying a property, oh, and wow. it it's like it's gonna it's expensive. Oh my god, it's whoo whoo expensive. But um, being able to rent the that I mean yeah, I, and like the the master bedroom has a fireplace in it, a gas fireplace. It has a walk-in closet that Jamal the walk-in closet is bigger than the um it's bigger than the, the room you lived in when you were with me that's oh wow master oh, bedroom nice. they actually have the master bedroom is staged with a baby grand piano next to a california king with the fireplace the nice. mat the, the walk-in closet the one walk-in closet because it has its own master bathroom too which has a shower that has the three shower heads um and a, a walk-in closet just for your linens, a big walk-in closet. But the master, where you walk in, it's got heated tile floors in the master walk-in closet. I mean, I'm just telling you this is, I, you know, it's it's a mansion. Like, and so we we did something. I, I learned something. I don't know if you had to do this for your property, Kevin, but here, I guess this is a thing that we do nowadays, is that we write a letter to introduce ourselves to the current homeowner. Mm-hmm. Did you do that? Did you write? Yeah. How did that go for you? I don't Obviously, know. She she wrote it. She wrote, she wrote it, not me. I'm not a I'm not a sappy dude. Of course, she did. Of course she did. Yeah. She she's she's a uh, she's browner than me, so she did it. So like it's it's we have to work with all that because I have white cop face. Right. So some situations we have to switch it up. So well, um, and the thing is, that, did you include a picture? Face. Did you include a picture of yourself? she's staring at me right now no Kevin, no, you, no no pictures no no pictures right so we were we i got the <laughs> idea from somebody else and so um i actually they had one of my co-workers they had done where they had a picture of themselves in there and i went to go put a picture of myself in there and my real estate agent who is also my real estate agent is also black and she's like are you sure are you sure you want to include this picture and i was like I literally had to go, you know what? No, I, I don't think that that is a good idea because I don't know. These people could be very progressive, but they're, they're a, a white couple in their 70s. I don't think that I want to put a picture of myself and my black fiance on this letter, right? Because that, you know, what Kevin, like you said, you know, when you, when you have those, you gotta go. This could go really south. Really, this could could either get me the, the house, or it could prevent me from the house. And so I could tell that um, my real estate agent talked to them, and she said, you know, so from what they're saying, I guess that the the couple is really rooting that we're going to be the ones that are going to have the best bid, you know, the best offer because they've nice. gotten a couple of other offers. But um, like I I gave them just like. And I did this property is absolutely exquisitely gorgeous. And I was telling them when I walked through the property, just how amazing it was and, and how, how impressed I was with, with what they had done with the property and um, hoping that they would realize that we'll be good stewards for this property. Cause I, you know what? I realized that that matters to me because I gave them a list of all the shit that I did, all the brand new stuff I put in my house. Cause it's contingent on me selling my house. And I told them, here's everything that I've done. I put in brand new, microwave a brand new stove a brand new dishwasher to match my refrigerator all stainless steel that was a couple years old right so that's what the owners that are going into my house and all these other things that i did i wanted them to see that i'm a good we're good to take care of this property that they they built it like i'm still blown i want but then i find out that they asked me because there's the two houses they want to know if if we would be okay with a 30-day rent back which means that the owners would stay an additional 30 days and we would probably move into the guest house while they were there is that that's a different cat how many cats do you have kevin my fiance has three what's this one's name that's adorable uh this one's rocket i mean group sorry sorry that's not it's group the other one's rocket Groot? and which what was the other one that was hugging you earlier that's uh, rocket okay rocketing rocketing group Wait, so your main concern was racism? Like if they show if you show your your fiance's picture, like, oh no, we don't we don't want him in the house. Was that it? Yeah. I mean yeah. it's a real possibility. I mean it's I mean, look at my last name. Right? That's why I have to meet people in person. 
you know? Uh, well, you know, luckily we some last people... name from the, uh, well. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, even though Kevin does look a little pale in comparison, he is, what, 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 what's your nationality, uh, Kevin? Uh, Colombian. I'm sorry, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Mr. Escobar. <laughs> you have to add three R's after that. Escobar. Escobar. There you go. Yeah, see, he's Colombian. He looks like a, he looks like a white dude that has like you know an artist like you know picture of like what. Um, Let's be honest. God, he looks like know. a neckbeard lives in his mom's basement. See, but he's buying a home, so there you go. <laughs> looks to be like very a, deceiving. He looks like an artist rendering picture of. He looks like an artist rendering picture of something that happens when your um your Amber Alert goes off <laughs> on your cell phone. This is this is not my good side. This is not my good side, clearly. And actually, you know, like well, Amber- just out of curiosity though, bringing that back, was that something that you considered when you guys were trying to buy a house? Was that something that you guys did that? It would occur to you like when because when you wrote the letter, you didn't include a, a picture of yourself. Was that, did you? We, we drove around all the properties we were looking at to, because a lot of houses out here had different flags, you know, like Blue Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, uh, this and that. So that is what we kept an, an eye on because, you know, we're both, right. you know, uh, Latinos yeah. and we, we don't yeah. want to move in, want to be the only, you know, well, I'm not brown. Everyone next to a Trump it, supporter. Yeah, exactly. Next to a Trump, Trump supporter where they have a huge ass flag of Trump. Yeah, what? so then I would Trump always have to that mm-hmm. I would probably have to be the person to make face. Uh-oh. Yeah. Everything. Uh, yeah. And pretend, you know, that uh, I don't speak Spanish or whatnot. What are you showing here? Black homeowner so, has a white speaking Spanish. Of Spanish yeah. Spanish. There we go. <laughs> yes. So it's this is something that I came across um, last week. I meant to put this on the um, on the uh, outline, but I forgot all about it. So thank God you guys kind of reminded me of it. It's a black homeowner had a white friend stand in for her for a third appraisal of her home that value doubled. And I want to read this really quickly. Um, Carlette Duffy felt both vindicated and excited, um, both relieved and angered. For months, she suspected... for months, she suspected uh, she had been lowballed on two home appraisals because she's black. She decided to put wow. that suspicion to the test and asked a white family friend to stand in for her during an appraisal. Her home was value. Her home's value suddenly shot up a lot during the during the oh early. I know, right? During the early months of the con- Corona pandemic last year. The first two appraisals, uh, appraisers who visited her home in the historic uh, Flanner House Home neighborhood, just west of downtown, valued at 125,000 and 110,000 respectively. But that third appraisal went differently. To get one, Duffy, who is African American, communicated uh, with the appraiser strictly via email stripped her home of all the signs of her racial and cultural identity and had a white husband of a friend stand in during her appraiser's visit. That home's new value went to $259,000. From the $125,000 and the $110,000, it valued at $259,000 because she had a family friend who was white stand in for her. That's Um, crazy. I thought but I've heard of this before. I've heard of this before of other black couples. It was black couples. The same thing happened to them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, um, according to her, I had to go through all of that just to say that I was right and that this was happening. This is real, she says. Right. Um, now she wants justice, along with the Fair Housing Center of Culture of Center in, of Central Indiana. Duffy has filed a fair housing complaint against the mortgage lenders and appraisers she accused of undervaluing her home because of her race. 
housing experts and historians says residential real estate has been historically marred by discrimination. Across the nation, homes owned by Black people are significantly undervalued next to homes in comparable white neighborhoods, according to studies, um, according to a study by Brookings. Um, furthermore, um, let's see, Audrey Perry, a senior, a senior fellow of the Brookings Metropolitan Policy Program, who studies housing discrimination, said anecdotal evidence of housing discrimination can be found around the country. So imagine this happening. You know, I mean, imagine that. <sighs> and that's just uh, it, though. It does, it, r- realistically, it does happen. And so there's, a, a, like, Kevin, for us, when we're purchasing a home, we have a little bit more um, security in the fact that we know that when we put in the best offer and we do try and and even have a, an introduction letter, because I'm at, and I'm going to tell you that that's somebody who's selling my home, it matters to me. I I blood, sweat, and tears over my home. Jamal, you you know how I am about my house. And in 11 years I lived in my home and how much I like hook or crook to get my home and everything to hang on to my home. And, you know, during the bad times and to be able to do that, it matters to me that like, I have an offer on my, on my house right now. I had, it's not even on the market and I already had an offer. This woman's already come in. She's seen my house twice. I met her at a different open house. She's already put in an offer and it matters to me that somebody wants the house, not just, you know, that they're not going to flip it. They're not going to just, you know, destroy it. They're going to want to actually like live their lives there and have, you know, have as much enjoyment from my home as I had and take care of the property and everything. Like I buried my dog there. I buried my sister's cat there. I mean, you know, I spread mystery ashes there. That's a whole other story. I mean, I hope when I was going through the boxes in the garage, I don't know. There was one that said CJ and it had my mom's name on it. I think it was one of her dogs. And then I think maybe some of the other ashes were my uncle's and I didn't know, but I wasn't going to put them in storage. So I buried them back and kind of said a little bit of prayer over them through holy water that I found in the garage. (laughs) Okay. This to me, right? So and so, yeah. having those things there that matters to me. So the next person, I think I never heard about writing a letter to try and put you give yourself an edge either. to give yourself an edge over somebody else. And so I wrote a very beautiful introduction letter and telling the, the these homeowners not only how much I love their the property and everything that they created, and I'm thinking there's got to be something because they had they had a glass blowing studio which is badass this building is badass like you can come in one door and it's 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 got a balcony that overlooks the the room right and then you can come wrap around and walk down the stairs and then there's like uh two doors downstairs it's a it's a a, an amazing space that i'm not you know somebody's like oh you could do that for your podcast and i'm like no i can't oh here's my real estate no i can't because you know it's too high vaulted ceiling but um, um uh, that, it's just that's, that's something that can be dealt with i mean you, you can you can you can put up like uh some sort of like something hanging from the ceiling so it has a lower you know you know what i mean right and so Sorry, it was my real estate agent tell me that she, she, I was like, okay, I'm waiting for this. She goes, I just re- reached out to the agent to say, so I'll be taking it talking this afternoon. Okay. Oh, oh thank God. I, well, thought it was somebody, I thought it was somebody who read what I was just reading and they were like, <laughs> oh my God, you're, you're, the value of your home has just changed all of a sudden. I know, right? <laughs> and the thing is, though, is it's, it's really, you know, but I realized, and I was actually thinking about doing that. And so I realized when you're purchasing a house, like, what's what's your story, Kevin? Tell tell us. Like, if I was a homeowner, what what would you tell me about you and your girlfriend that would make me want me to sell my home to you? Um, I don't. Again, she wrote the letter. I don't know what it says. I trust her, and it worked. So, uh, if it were me, I don't think we would get the house. But uh, <laughs> I like your house. Uh, we're, it's pretty. You know, we're we're in well, our thir- we're in our thirties. We're you know we're. We want to start a family, all that jazz, you know, typical stuff. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, this, 
just <laughs> Uh, some people can the, some people can't whatever you know whatever. The, Ameri- the american dream oh. yeah but we're gonna do it in spanish it's fine uh um. <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> it'll so, work yeah. better too yeah so but truth be told uh i might have to put comedy on hold for a little bit because i need to figure out you know my routes and transportation from up there to get back to the city uh, so this this is technically my last week for now. So thanks, I guess, for putting me on the show. So uh, oh, hey man, no, no. I, I'm always uh, again. I, I'm a uh, I I I think you'll do a good job. Like I'm not even worried. I think you're going to do. A good, I, and I love what you did with my flyer. Um, let me just uh, I want to address this because um, this is something that really um, yeah what happened. And, um, so me and cousin Todd kind of talked about this a little bit um, pre-show, kind of like uh, I, I, here's the thing: uh, we talked about Danny Masterson, the guy from that '70s show who was charged yeah. with three counts of sexual misconduct. And I was also reading um, that Seth Rogen stated that he, in the near future, does not want to walk work with James Franco because of other sexual allegations. Here's my thing: um, and if you look at the flyer, you could automatic like the two flyers that are out there, you could automatically tell who I'm talking about. And I talked to, I, I had this discussion with uh, a, a mutual friend of ours, Justin Hayes, and he gave me some really good advice about this. So um, I'm just going to say this, Jamco comedy series or any show that I produce does not condone any kind of alleged sexual allegations or sexual misconduct or domestic violence. I yeah. cannot in good conscience book a comic. Now here's the thing. I did not know this particular comic was involved in that. So, and I've given this comedian, I've, I've been emailing this guy, I've, I've been sending him Facebook messages to call me. I've been uh, calling him. And he's been, as of now, he has not seen my, he has not seen my messages, which means he will show up to the show on Wednesday, in which <laughs> I'm gonna say, you should probably check your fucking messages. Like, Check your messages and act accordingly. Now, this particular comic, I've had comedians call me just, hey, um, just so you know, I don't know if you know this, but this comic has a, a history of sexual and assault allegations. Now, usually I don't deal with hearsay, but I called the comic's ex-roommate who pretty much validates everything everybody has told me because he's seen it firsthand. First thing comes out of his mind, oh yeah, he he needs help. Spoke with our comedian friend Justin Hayes. Oh yeah, and and not for nothing, Justin, one of my favorite people on the planet. If he tells you that you're shitty, then you're a fucking shitty person. I'll even step up. I'll even one up that. I called one of the guys that's on my show, one of the nicest guys on the show. I've known him for almost a decade plus, and he rarely has a bad thing to say about anybody. He even was like, you should bump him just because of all of that. Um, and, and, and you know yeah, what? I wanted, I wanted to give this comedian an opportunity to maybe, hey, you know what? I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I'm working on it. So then wait, maybe- you had Louis C.K. on your show? Oh I wish. God. I wish. We wouldn't even have problems selling tickets if he was on the show. People would just show the fuck up. was it T.J. Miller? <laughs> I wish, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, 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 um, but I, not one mm. person that I've talked to had told me anything nice about this comedian, except for, oh, he's funny and he's got a TV credit. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't <laughs> want to make, I don't want people that is on that lineup to feel uncomfortable sharing the stage with this person. Let right. it be known that myself, Jamco Comedy Series, we do not we do not condone any kind of abuse of women or men of any kind. I will not book anybody that, that uh, again, even if it's alleged, hey, are you working it out? What are you doing? I'm getting calls at two in the morning from people that don't want to be on the show with you. State your case. And I think the reason why this person is not calling me is because he already knows what I want to talk to him about. Him him out. Yeah, but here's the thing. I already wrote him a letter that he, I mean, uh, a message, which he still hasn't seen. Hey, 
um, you, uh, you're not on the show. And had you have checked your message, you wouldn't have wasted your time coming here. And I wouldn't be, emba- I wouldn't embarrass him in front of the lineup. I would pull him aside and be like, hey, I'm, getting, I'm catching a lot of flack from you. I gave you many opportunities to call me, to talk to me about this, to straighten this out. You haven't done that. So right. in good conscience, but uh, again, I have a woman on the show. I wouldn't feel right about it, you know, and, and whether she knows or not, it's a safety issue. I want wait, people that come. Wait, when did I'm you get Chris D'Elia? That makes, I didn't see him on the thing. See, you, you guys just named three comedians in like less than two minutes. That sh- goes to show how shitty our industry is right now. Okay. It only goes to show how fucked up we are um, as, as a whole. Yeah, but, and we're only talking about the ones that are rapey. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about, I've had somebody tell me that this particular comic dragged a woman by the hair across the street in like lower Manhattan you know and i'm just like i got a fuck yo i got a fucking sister i got a mother you know what i'm saying i got women in my family like this is something that i do not condone in the slightest and and nobody like did anything about that as that was happening like hey hey i did my due diligence i pulled them off the show I'm I'm just saying if if this happened on in out on the street nobody like hey dude get your hands off that woman nothing honestly wow. this was pro- this was probably before I moved here's the thing we got thousands of co- first of all my job I don't do background checks on every fucking comedian I don't do, I just hey if we have a drink and we're talking and we're cool and you're like you know I, I'll lend a hand I'll be like hey you want to come on this show here or whatever like you know I, I, just just because I was like I love helping comedians take that one step up. You know what I'm saying? That, that That's what I do. Right. But if you're a piece of shit comedian, you know, yeah. I've even, I've even backed comedians that will tell me, Hey man, yes, there's a rape allegation against me, but this is my side of the story. I would never, you know, and I, and I would give that comedian, okay. I would give Wait. that comedian the benefit of the doubt for the most part. You know Are what I'm Kelly saying? Kelly does comedy now? Oh, you, you guys are terrible. You guys are awful people right now. <laughs> but if, yo, but if, if R. Kelly did comedy, first of all, he wouldn't get booked. I mean, I wouldn't book him. Um, and I'm pretty sure that, you know, people just be like, R. Kelly, um, our main concern is you peeing on the first 10 rows of the audience. Like, so we don't just, want that. All you got to do is, is have him as the opener for Gallagher and you're good. No, I figured what we should do is like we should put a blast shield up between him and the front row. So in case he decides to whip his dick out and pee, it just bounces back and gets all over him. And on top of that, I'd be oh, like, that's oh. good. I'd be like, to- <laughs> I'd be like, hey, R. Kelly, um, we're not doing prom night at the comedy club here. So um, you're not going to be, we're not, doing high school, we're not doing high school prom night at this comedy club. But- so there's, there's adults here. There's people with pubic hair, you know, on their nether regions. So that might be something you're not used to, but um, wow. but I'd be like, but I still would book his ass. No, because be- before this, before you uh, messaged me to come here, I was watching how uh, Whitney Cummings just threw him under the bus. Like, oh, g- good for her. Yeah, for her. <laughs> yeah. I, she is so a little messed funny. up because you know they 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 kind of started together. Whatever. It's just I'm just. It's funny. Oh, you're talking about Chris D'Elia? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, okay, so the thing about that is, I mean, you know, it's just like, first of all, not all of us are scumbags. We're, we're really not. There are a few that just ruins it for the rest of everybody else that are trying to get laid. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he, he he was texting an underage girl. Like, not for nothing, if I got a text from an underage girl, like, oh my God, my parents took me to your comedy show. First of all, your parents suck. Okay. Right. <laughs> Like fuck your parents, okay? Like right. there should be. I don't want a fourteen-year-old girl or guy telling me that I'm their idols. Like I don't want that, okay? Like well, let's be no. fair, no one will. Don't get me wrong. At the Renton Civic Theater, I've had thirteen-year-old people show up with their parents, mind you. See, I mean, we've had young people show up with their parents. That's like the that's the rule. I don't want you know a fifteen-year-old just showing up and his parents don't know where they are. No. I want their parents to feel what they're feeling. 
Okay. I the want the. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you bring your kids to my show, two things come to mind. Number one, you're the greatest parents ever. And number two, you could afford my tickets, but not a babysitter. I don't so understand what you, that. What you're saying is you don't want a group of latchkey kids with like notes on their pinned to their chest saying, we'll be, we'll pick them up in two hours. I do not want them wearing, I do not want them wearing a t-shirt that said Jamco comedy series made me do this. Okay. After they do something <laughs> terrible. Well, I mean, now I, you have I, to make that shirt, dude. That's a good shirt. Yeah. Yeah, actually yeah. it is. It is. It totally is. But but I don't, I don't condone any of that. And it just bugs me that we as adults, as adults, don't know how to carry ourselves. And my goal is, I, number one, I've never sexually assaulted people. Number, but I shouldn't have to say that. I shouldn't have to tap myself on the back by saying that. It should be common knowledge that, hey, we're human beings. Why are we forcing ourselves upon women why are we beating up women like why are we doing this shit like are we that i mean yes we are we are very fucked up human beings as stand-up comedians but i've never been upset to a point where i'm just like <laughs> shut up bitch and i'm slapping them around you know what i'm saying like it's yeah. never happened like, it's not even in my it's not even in my dna <laughs> now I, i'd like to yeah. see you try that with marianne just once <laughs> I've I, I've seen her fiance. I'm not even. I don't even want to think about oh, it. You, you don't need to worry about Romeo, dude. She'll, she'll fuck you up herself. Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. But that's Jam- something that I would never. I would never do. You know, it was yeah. so funny. So you know, you think about that. Like, so Jamal and I, for Kevin who didn't know, um, Jamal and I were actually roommates for like what five years, something like that. Like, yeah, and, yeah right. somewhere around there. Like, and. I remember we went to an open mic and one of the other comics is like, what, you know, you, you guys never like flip into each other's room and like you get a little, and I was like, first of all, let me tell you right now, I love him all, but he also knows that I have a baseball bat next to my bed. Anybody who comes into my bedroom uninvited, is I'm hitting a home run on their fucking head. It's just, it's not going to happen. And and that's just it though, it's just that Jamal and I, you know, we, that's, I love, like Jamal's like my little brother he reminds me of my youngest son and so that's why we were able to get along so well and yeah and it was just that's just not everybody just assumes that that that's how the rumor mill goes that if you guys if you are a male and a female comic and you go on a road trip together you're fucking you know like what we can't just be friends yeah exactly and and i was even asking about bill my comedy husband my comedy husband who's 20 years my senior and I, they're like oh what, shit you ever fuck him what no he's like my no he's like my dad he's i love him yeah and well that's a new yeah. fetish nowadays so i don't you know i uh, mean i have a lot fucking of your dad? <laughs> is that, I, uh, that is that what your fetish is kevin fucking your dad you know what i i have a lot of friends that just, are just go on pornhub i'm sure you'll see it on the first page I, sure. I have a lot of friends in this industry that are women, and I think they take solace in the fact that, okay, Jamal is not trying to fuck me. He's, he's a legitimate comic, for the most part. You know what I'm saying? He's a, right. he's a legit. And, right. and, and it's just like, like the show that you're on, on the 16th, you know, I mean, I, I looked at the lineup like a, a day ago, and I was like, yeah, there's like you and, and Nikki Kilpatrick I mean, I like, I like, oh, and, and Claire Weber. Like, there's three women on my show and, like, two dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, so, right. so, but I kind of feel like a lot of women in this industry are, first of all, to be on my show, you do not have to sleep with me. Like, that's not a, right. that is not a requirement to ever do my show. Um, like I say, I always, <laughs> unless you're hot. That, no, I'm kidding. Um, but no, but no, it's, hey, hey, hey. unless you're hot, but, but even if you're hot, it doesn't matter. But still like, I, 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 I've heard women say like the most fucked up things about the things that they had to do in order to get on a show that was just bullshit at the end of the day. Right. Like, oh, I have to, you know, you never have to sleep with me ever. Um, yeah. the, if I book you just regardless i book you because a i think you're funny and i think there's something there i always have a rule as a booker never book your friends your friends are not funny you know what i'm saying 
your and, and when I say that, what I really means is the fucking guy who you do an open mic with, who's only been doing it for three months, and you only book those guys because they're available. Like, no, don't book your friends. Book people who are funny. You know what I'm saying? Book. Yeah. It's like being a stand up a stand up comedy. You guys are my you guys are my coworkers. You know what I'm saying? So if you're gonna give somebody a promotion or give somebody like a spot or something, it's because it's because in this business, and it is a business, you are booking the best person you feel that can elevate your show. Now, I feel like in the Cedro Woolley show, all the women on that show, and again, it's three women, one short guy, and me. <laughs> okay. And and is that what a- you call Brock, a short guy? <laughs> well, I mean, I I don't want to, you know, that's he got, yeah, his, Brock, his, per, his vernacular or uh, what? What's uh, his preferred pronoun? Pro, his preferred what's pronoun, pronoun is pronoun. midget. What, what's what's his midget. preferred short pro? He prefers midget, really? Oh yeah, he he hates little people. He hates the term little. Really? Person. Oh, he he. <gasps> He does a whole not- bit about it. He hates that whole yeah. thing about little person. Although I've had him on several shows, like when I did my radio show and stuff, and I asked him, yeah, we asked him, you know, would you ever do um, midget tossing? And he was like, no. But I mean, he <laughs> he doesn't want to do. It. <laughs> you would do midget tossing, Kevin? Would you do midget tossing? Yeah, when when I was single, the first thing on my profile was six four. You know that that works. You know so. He's like, I'm the right height for this job. <laughs> He's like, hand, 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 hand him to me. I'll toss him. Yeah, um, and you know, yeah. I, I used to be, I used to be a power lifter. All that, you know, all that white guy stuff. But uh, oh god, we should totally have uh, Brock on this show. Be like, hey, Brock, you want to make the Olympics? <laughs> no, no, because I, I was a, I was a, I was a fat kid, and then when I got to high school, my gym coach was a butch lesbian. He's like, oh, you're big and fat. Lift this up, and then I fell in love with lifting weights and you know here i am yeah no, I, I i i mean i have nothing against i mean well of course i have nothing against brock like for for those who don't know who brock toronto is he's a he's like a three foot no that's exaggerating he's like a <laughs> he's like a four a three nine you know little person who's a comedian um really really great guy really great guy really funny comedian and he's probably gonna be like if you're sitting in like row five of my show in Cedro Woolley, you're probably gonna have to stand up to see him. Like that's how um, I'm assuming the layout's I, gonna be. I, he didn't. He didn't midget toss, but I'll tell you what. Um, at the time, my my co-host on the radio show, before I had you, Jamal, we um, he lived on a, on a farm, and so we took Berto home, and Berto has turkeys, full size turkeys. And this oh. turkey full came up and posted up on Brock was like it puffed out all of its its feathers. It had its feathers <sighs> spread out and was sharpening them on the pavement. And Brock's outside the car looking at me like, "Don't you leave me?" And the, and Bertel goes, "It's okay, wow. it's okay." When when the turkeys sharp when they, when they drag their their feathers across the concrete, what they're doing is they're sharpening them so they can stab you. They'll hug you and stab. Heavy with their feathers, and Brock is like, "Holy fuck, I'm gonna get attacked by a turkey!" <laughs> and Bear Toe walks, "Oh, they're fine." And so I'm standing there, like I, I became the human shield for, for Brock between him and this turkey that was sharpening and, and Yeah, it was hilarious. Here's the important question: Who was taller, the turkey or Brock? The turkey. <laughs> the turkey was taller than Brock. Oh poor, my gosh. poor Brock. Poor Brock. Yeah, he was. He was like, and and Brock is a black belt. Brock Brock's a black belt, and he's like, I'll fuck up your turkey. A black belt <laughs> in what? A black belt in what? In Some karate, random yeah. martial arts. No. no, he is. Yeah, he is actually. Um, because his parents knew that he was gonna get. You know, they didn't want him to be a victim. So yeah. if he can't, and he's taken out people a lot bigger than him. I, we've had those conversations, and you the know because it's, it's it's yeah, and so it was kind of crazy to expect. People who like Rocko, you for who you are. Yeah, and they'll they'll pick on you because you're like a victim. A guy, a guy, Kevin size. It'll be like uh, it'll be like in that yeah, movie uh, uh, the Thai warrior with Tony Yao who jumps up and kicks a guy in the head. Yeah, yeah. 
he's only like four foot two and he that's what and head. that's what brock's move is brock's move is he says he he goes i bring him down to my height i take him down to my height i, I, I took i took fight. mma for a few years but i haven't fought anyone like for real like i live with that instinct like damn i wish i could get in a fight today but i it's never happened you know because yeah. brock, uh, brock if you're listening we're sorry but not sorry we love you yeah we do love brock he's pretty awesome but yeah i mean and it, it's funny because you know we had a lot of really good conversations but that was one of those those conversations that i had as you know like how do you you know and his parents didn't want him to ever be a victim so they had him go right. through the karate and, and and really be a fight but here's here's what's crazy though is, is he is like like um because he's sure i asked him when i i was like how much do you weigh just out of curiosity, he's like 110 pounds. I was like, holy shit. That's Damn. more than my daughter-in-law. My daughter-in-law weighs 90. Exactly, because it's very compact. He's very compact and, and all that muscle is very compact. Yeah, that's, so, a, that's a skinny chick right there. Right. My daughter-in-law weighs 92 pounds. So, yeah. I mean. I'm, I'm 220. it's probably a foot tall. I don't want to say how big I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm big. Look, here's how uh, big I am. Here's, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you how big I am. I stepped on the scale and the scale said, bitch, get off. <laughs> one person please is what mine said um, oh, God. <laughs> uh, no the last time the last time i went to is it was at a at someone's farm they had some goats or excuse me were they goats yes they were goats had horns and yeah. this goat was like trying to like assert dominance with me and before they could say don't push back on the goat I was I had grabbed him by the horn and said, knock it off, stop, and I was pushing him away. And they go, You just challenged him. Now he's gonna spend oh, the rest of the time all you're yeah. here like trying to like knock you out. Oh, no. like, Damn it. So yeah, every time I turned around, if I wasn't like paying attention to him, watching him and avoiding him, In he would ass. ram into me. Yeah. Full speed. Yeah. Yeah. Should have ate his ass. Yep. Should have ate his ass. Yeah, no. I don't do that. Because <laughs> uh, not cooked? All okay, right. that's good. I just don't eat ass in general. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, this has been fun. So when is your pip your shirt? Uh, Kevin, what what um, credits, what else do you have to, that you can promote? Uh, Instagram, what's your social? Uh, yeah, I go by Sarcastic Arepa on all social medias. Uh, I recently recorded a comedy special in, in Spanish. It's free on Viva Live TV. If anyone speaks Spanish, like none of you, I think, uh, that's fine. I know a handful uh, of words. <laughs> Hola, ¿cómo está? Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. That's, that's a, a nice That's the extent uh, of my Spanish as well. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, thanks to COVID. Actually, you know, I'm getting a lot better. Oh, okay. Yeah, you should, we should all learn different things during COVID, right? You should learn Spanish or whatever. Um, I learned how to wipe my ass with my left hand, but that's a different story. Um, but, uh, but yeah, for, for my comedy career, COVID has been wonderful, actually. So, I don't know. COVID, come back, please. We need you. Uh, anyway. But, uh, yeah, this week is uh, I'm doing shows with uh, Jamal. Uh, I've been hustling in March since, you know, New York opened up. It's been great. But uh, we'll see what happens. And uh, I guess check out my, my fitness sponsor, Raise Energy. Use my code at FF15 for discounts and uh yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> nice nice you even have a sponsor that's awesome and jamal yeah, your guys not, show together is one... uh it's at broadway comedy club on uh 318 west 53rd street and it's uh this wednesday at 7 p.m we have a fantastic lineup i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to this show i think it's gonna be very fun it's gonna be great a uh, great way to you know unwind from a hump day you know from your wednesday night work day or if you're a tourist bringing in or if you're a tourist bringing in your covid from whatever shitty town you're from uh yeah bring it to us so uh let's make it happen i'm microchipped i'm fine i don't know oh yeah same same here i'm i'm still waiting for my 5g to turn on oh yeah like you have to go outside I think if your phone is on like three bars, if you bring it over to the shoulder that they did the shot on, you'll actually get service. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now you have to pull your arm up, and then oh, okay, that works. Uh, I, what are you What are you doing, Marianne? Where, where, where's, where can we catch you? Oh, except uh, I mean, uh, 
on my July show as well. But before that, what do you got yeah, going on? So I'll be, um, I do have a, I have a Father's Day show coming up that is actually going to be, I'm going to be hosting on this one. Um, our rooms are just starting to open up. So it's, I'm getting some booking set up right now. I've, unfortunately, I've been really focusing on this whole house thing. But um, I'm finally getting ready to be done with that and getting some more bookings going on. But I got your show coming up and I've got a Father's Day show coming up that I'm hosting the men. So because, you know, like most of my friends say, I'm more dude than most dudes, only I'm straight. And so um, it'll be, and I was a, a single mom for a lot of years. So I was mom and dad. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a, a good show. And I'm looking forward to it. It's over in Bremerton and the Bremerton is a totally different kind of comedy scene than anywhere else I've ever been. These guys, they are actually true, true, decent human beings. They're actually, you know, very supportive of new comics. They're supportive of people. They're supportive of, yeah. of the group that comes in, even people that aren't from there that come in. And it's uh, Bremerton, the Bremerton comedy, I wish more, or the, the Kitsap County even. Uh, I wish more comedy clubs took on that, adopted that kind of attitude of being supportive of each other. So I'm looking forward to that. I always enjoy it. I always have a great time out there. But other than that, I'm looking for some other stuff and hopefully, hopefully be carrying soon, you know, one way or another, I'll be looking, I'll be moving to another house. So I'll be moving out of the ghetto, out of the ghetto. In the ghetto. <laughs> In the ghetto. <laughs> so here's hoping, you know, yeah. but other than that, you know, how about you, Todd? What do you got going on? You got your besides you've got your show that you do every Friday. Uh, yeah, the two oh six geek I, I, I usually record on Wednesdays and post it on Fridays. And then I've been trying to do some live streams as well. But um um it's it's I don't know, I I I have a lot more fun with you guys, so I don't know, we'll see. Um oh the other thing I just recently did is I, I because I'm doing two shows essentially it's like you know what it's, we can i can start a, a, a podcast network and then i discovered this site i use for posting podcasts other podcasts that i that I don't really do anymore but i started using it for doing a a, a radio stream an internet radio so uh jtmnetworks.com is our is our podcast network it's also a streaming radio so i'm i'm at some point i'm hoping to get like actual audio from comedians and put it on there so it'll start playing audio uh you know people's jokes and stuff so and we'll it see. doesn't have to be fcc compliant correct no it doesn't have to be because it's all on the internet it, it doesn't, oh, it, it doesn't play. that is the beauty of that is the beauty of of being able to do internet versus you know when you yeah. hear you can say fuck when, shit like cock. the radio show when we were on you know, whatever. Yeah, you can say it all. Yeah. Yeah. All the, uh, and you can even string them all together. You can string them all together and make yeah, it even you could, more you interesting. Could, you could, you know, if, we, if, if, if I could get the rights to do it, I could post up fucking Carlin's, you know, seven words you can't say. But, uh, but oh, yeah. It's but you can you. on the, on the yeah, internet. Yeah, exactly. I don't have the money. I don't have the money for like anything Carlin related. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's essentially the the site is uh, it's called hearthis.at, and it is a site that is used for like DJs and and people who like make music and whatnot. And uh, they just added this feature called replay, which is it will take whatever playlist you have and like put it uh, and do a, a live stream of it from the site. And actually figured out how to get it to. I, the stream is also on on t the TuneIn app. So you can listen through the TuneIn nice. app on your, your tablet or nice. your phone or whatever. But um, Well, guys, it was very good being back. I'll see you guys next Sunday. Knock on wood, yeah. Uh, you know it's Memorial Day weekend, so hopefully, yeah, we don't. It is Memorial Day weekend, yeah, next weekend. But yeah. have a great show this week, guys. And may you have a freaking awesome crowd. And it was good seeing you guys again and we'll do it again next week likewise and um audience uh always remember uh it's not about you <laughs>
Thanks for tuning into another episode of It's Not About You with Jamal, Marianne, and Cousin Todd. Be sure to check them out on all their social medias at NotAboutYouPod. That's N-O-T-A-B-O-U-T, the letter U-P-O-D, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.